You're listening to episode 132 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing, a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. It's the 3rd of February 2021 here in Norwich as we're recording. I'm Simon Jones. And I'm Steph McKenna. And we are joined by Flo. Hi, Flo. Hello. Good to have you back. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, doing really well and excited to tell you all about the book club. So, yeah, on the show today, we have an interview with John Ransom, another one of our Escalate alumni. Uh, But before that, yes, let's talk about the book club. So you've just wrapped up the previous book and it's time to announce the new one. Yeah, absolutely. It has been such a nice couple of months reading um, Our Place by Mark Cocker with readers from all over the world. Um, And yeah, really, really interesting one. I think it's fair to say Our Place takes a fairly unflinching look at um, some key issues for our times, things like habitat destruction, species loss. And so, you know, quite, quite emotive, difficult topics for us to read about. It's, it's a book that invites us to look at sort of the history of conservation, to think about the future of conservation and to think about how nature and our culture and our everyday lives are, are really tangled up together and, and inextricable from each other. Um, so really, really fascinating book for us to read together and our first nonfiction book that we read for the book club. Um, so, yeah, just been really, really fantastic. And I'm sorry that we're you know, moving on from it, really, because we could we could talk about it for months, but it's time for us to to choose a new book to share together. And I have got a really nice one in store for us. Do we need a little drum roll? Yeah, <laughs> drum roll time. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. So our next book club book is one called Rope by Kyrene Baraka, who is a poet, an artist, an activist, and a researcher. Rope is a poetry collection. So it's the second poetry collection we'll be reading together, but it's completely different to um, Rendang by Will Harris. I have to say this is a completely different kettle of fish, but pick up on some of Mark Cocker's themes about environment, about different species and how we, how we know different species, but then also bringing in themes about the body, how the human body changes and, and what it means in different spaces and how it links to the environment. Actually, I think something that's really come through to me in reading this book is the many many poems about water and about liquid and how you know that's inside us as much as it is outside of us and around us so yeah loads of really interesting topics for us to dig into and just some really really beautiful poetry for us to appreciate together and as usual there'll be lots of different ways for people to get involved with the book club so we'll be uh we'll be having some virtual book club discussions on zoom again i imagine yeah absolutely so We've got some Zoom discussions scheduled for the end of March and between then and now um, we'll be talking about it on our Discord channel, we'll be posting the usual blog posts so that will be a few questions to think about while you're reading the book or talking about it with with friends, family and other readers, Um, a writing exercise inspired by the book and then finally we'll finish off with some recommended reads. So if you really enjoyed this one we'll have plenty of other books to suggest uh, to add to your TBR. That's wonderful. And it's probably worth mentioning that if you um, have just finished Our Place or if Our Place was on your to read list, but you hadn't got round to reading it at the same time as the book club, we do have all of those resources for Mark Cocker's book up on our blog as well. So questions to consider, writing exercises and recommended reads. 
Yeah, and I think people can always drop in on the Discord chat whenever they want, really. Like, I don't think anyone is going to mind if people show up wanting to talk about a book that was from a few months back. That's not a problem. And in fact, Discord's been really great this year. We've had lots of really nice discussion about the book. We have people talking about their new projects they're working on, things they're writing this year. And something else we've just started and we're running through February is daily writing prompts. Yes. So we're really pleased to welcome five writers from UNESCO Cities of Literature around the world to Norwich for a virtual residency this month. These writers originally were planned to come to Norwich in person. Of course, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that in the end, but they are still joining in with the city and joining in with us through their computer screens from their home cities. So they're going to be exploring connections between Norwich and their own city, linking up with local writers. Uh, They're going to be running work workshops for young people in Norfolk, which is brilliant, and they'll be working on a range of commissions. And one of the projects they really wanted to run together was uh, something that we're calling Imagining the City. So it's a series of daily writing prompts inspired by the cities that our residents are from. So from bookshops to beaches, we've got a series of images and written prompts that reflect the concerns that they'll be exploring through their writing. If you follow us on Instagram, you can check in with us each day and see if any of our mini exercises spark your creative imagination. Yeah, we've had people posting their work up on Discord, which is great. Uh, oh, that's some fantastic. Some people are very enthusiastic and diving straight in. And every day we put a, a prompt up and we're getting responses back in real time, which is very exciting. It's lovely. It's great to be able to carve just even, you know, five, ten minutes for yourself each day to do something creative. I think it's a really nice routine to have. Absolutely. So moving on to our interview today, we are talking with John Ransom, who is a debut author. His book, The Whale Tattoo, was recently announced as having been picked up by Muswell Press and will be published in early 2022. And uh, we're very lucky to talk to John at this point in the book's kind of publication journey to talk about where he's at, how he got to this point. And John was on our Escalator Talent Development Scheme. The last few episodes, we've been talking to different people who have gone through Escalator and how it's affected their careers and their writing. And John has a really interesting story about how he got into writing in the first place and came to it like relatively late. And also something that really caught my attention in talking to John was that he wrote his entire book on a phone. Did he really? Yep. Wow. He didn't commit to having access to a computer until after he'd completed the first draft. That's amazing. I've never heard of that before. I mean, I've I've seen we've had we've had people at our events actually. Some speakers have, you know, especially poets in particular, I guess, have their pieces on their phone sometimes, but I've never, yeah, never known anyone to write an entire novel on their phone. That's that's impressive. Indeed. These interviews that we've been doing with former Escalates is all about highlighting the importance of the Escalator programme and how it's really helped a whole load of writers over the last 10 years. And we normally like to get 10 writers through the programme every year. This year, we can't afford to put that many people through due to various funding issues. Uh, But what we are doing is fundraising to try and go from the six people that we already have funded back up to the 10. Yes, we're aiming to raise around £8,800 to secure these four extra places on the programme for 2021. So if you'd like to find out more and make a donation, please head to the Support Us tab on the National Centre for Writing website. So here's Simon talking to John. Hi, John. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. I think, uh, first off, we should say congratulations for the news that the Well Tattoo has been picked up by Muswell Press. Yep, it has. Yep. Um, uh, it's been very exciting. Um, 
very surreal um, with lockdown, um, meeting with the publisher and um, everything over Zoom. But it's been, it's certainly been very interesting and I'm chuffed. Yeah, I bet. I was going to ask about the whole process of trying to find a publisher while in the middle of lockdown, well, multiple lockdowns and uh, a year that no one was really ready for. And obviously the publishing industry had to do all kinds of adapting to it back at the start of 2020. I was wondering kind of how that did affect the the process of what you've gone through for the last 12 months. I think um, it's it, it has affected it. Um, to start off with, I signed um, in lockdown with the Good Literary Agency. I had sent them my um, an early draft of my book before I did Escalator. And they said that they would love to see it again when I'd um, worked on it some more, which of course I went on to do. And um, yeah, I, I, I sent it back after them. And again, we, we signed um, over Zoom and, you know, with a digital document. It was very strange not getting to meet my agent. Um, but yeah, I was very pleased to sign. They were very excited about um, the WOW tattoo and, you know, how they saw it in the future. Fantastic. So up to this point, you, you still haven't actually met your agent in person? No, I haven't. No, I've not met Abby. Um, yeah, my agent's Abby Fellows. And no, we've just spoken on the phone uh, quite a lot recently and um, over Zoom. Wow. Yeah, it's such a such a strange ad- adaptation we've all had to do. But I suppose it's good that at least your sort of process of getting your book to publication has been able to continue rather than it just kind of grinding to a halt because of lockdown yeah i mean that's that's one thing that has been amazing in some ways um the lockdown has kept me really focused and i've tried to find things to keep kind of busy and you know not get stressed about everything that's happening to um everybody with you know losing jobs and obviously the um uh, the death rate and things with covid is just a very stressful time for everybody and I think that um, it was good to have focus and to um, be be submitting to agents. And then when we'd signed, it went on to the next process with some editing, which was good too, because I got to kind of, you know, work on a few more elements that we'd talked about on Escalator, but there hadn't really been time for in the year over Escalator. There was kind of only so much we could do. Mm-hmm. And then um, in September last year, it went out for um, sale which was exciting and kind of daunting. So when did you know that the book had been picked up? I found out, I think it was late November. It was, to start off with, we heard nothing, which is is normal, I was told. I didn't really know what to expect from the whole, the whole process. But then all of a sudden we had three offers. Again, that was a surprise because it was kind of strange to have, you know, different publishers picking up on different elements of the book that they found interesting that they were looking forward to working on. And they were they were three quite different offers. Um, and in the end, I chose Muswell. What was the kind of reasoning behind picking Muswell in the end? I was interested in the backlist they're doing. They're doing um, uh, an LGBTQ plus backlist. Matt Bates is curating that. And um, I thought that was really interesting they have, of course, tons of experience. Um, the two sisters who run it, Kate and Sarah, and they just—they were just really into the book. They—they they found it very authentic. They thought the voice was very different, and um, uh, I just right away it was kind of like an instinctual thing that I felt that I'd really be at home with them. So we we put it to auction. Abby put it to auction. We decided in the end that. Um, it came down to taking the 
the offer that just felt right rather than as what some kind sometimes can happen at auction you take the the best offer financially um which interestingly we didn't do that's really interesting yeah authors on the podcast before have spoken both in terms of agents and also finding a publisher how you know hopefully it's going to be a, a long-term relationship that you're having with these people and you want to you know treat it with the kind of respect that you would any kind of friendship or other relationship because you know this is something that's potentially going to affect your your life and creative life for many years to come yeah absolutely um yeah i think it i think it was really important and they felt very much like kind of a family which interested me and um they're independent and they're quite small but i certainly think they're interesting um and Abby had um, uh, worked with one of the sisters in the past, which was again um, uh, an interesting, an interesting thing to have. You know that kind of input. Um, yeah, it's been it, it. It felt like in in the end, it, although it wasn't a, a hard decision because I felt really fortunate to have three different offers. It was a strange position to find yourself in to have written something that you just you know it's kind of it's come out of your head and you don't really know what anybody's going to think about it and then to suddenly have people interested in what you've written and to be talking about your characters um that was a strange and exciting thing yeah i suppose to go from the position of you know writing a book essentially on your own which is how most of us will be writing our books and in in that point you know you're doing the best book you can but you don't really know how other people are going to react to it. So, so to then have three offers on the table must be quite a, a kind of mental shift you have to go through. Yeah, I think it, I think it is a mental shift, and I certainly, you know, I'm not not going to complain. But it was it, it was um, a strange time with lockdown, not being able to meet anybody, and um, you know, very much having to kind of um, uh, make the decision from what we had on paper or what we had on the telephone. So, but um, I definitely am happy with my decision. And um, I'm excited to be with Maswell Press. Fantastic. And the book, I believe, is scheduled for February 2022. Is that right? Yep, that's right. February 22. That was another thing that um, was was something else that we thought would be um, good for the book and good for me, that it wouldn't be out this year. Um, my other offers would be out in September. But I thought and they thought that the February would be would be a stronger choice. Yeah, I think there's a, I mean, who knows at the moment, uh, but there's a greater chance that the world might be back to something more recognisable by then as well. That would be fantastic if it was, yes. Yeah, no, we've, we've spoken to a couple of people whose publications have been caught up in the middle of lockdown and, you know, books that were meant to come out at the start of last year, then got delayed by several months and then came out towards the end of the year just as another lockdown hit. And yeah, it's been a complete nightmare for a lot of authors I think yeah I can imagine it has been very difficult because you spend so long working and writing and then you kind of don't get to um, launch it in the way you um, would have hoped so that must be quite difficult although I have seen that that people are doing an incredible job online um, launching their books and maybe perhaps reaching audiences they wouldn't have otherwise so I think that um, there's they're certainly you know doing a brilliant job with their books so just to rewind for a second, I was wondering back to Escalator, because these podcasts we've been doing are talking to different people about their experiences of going through Escalator. And your experience is, is particularly fresh, I suppose. I think it was 2019 that you went through the scheme. Yep, that's correct. Yep. 
Yeah. And I was wondering, at the point when you were applying for Escalator, whereabouts you were with the whale tattoo? What kind of state was the book in at that point? I had written and completed the first draft and I was fortunate to get a free read, which was also through um, the National Centre in Norwich and TLC. And I had the free read and that was really encouraging. And the book was very short at the time, um, you know, much shorter than it is now. And I then did some more research and found out um, about Escalator and um, applied and was very surprised to have been selected. Yeah. So in terms of the free read, just for anyone who isn't aware of what that is, so this is when your manuscript, as it was at the time, gets looked at professionally and you, you receive some feedback. That's correct. Yeah. They give they give kind of like a report and they um, read the whole thing. They, they read my whole thing. Sometimes I think they just read um, like 20 or 30,000 words. But like I said, mine was quite short. And you get a report back. Um, mine was with um, Doug Johnston. And um, it details various aspects of your book, suggestions of what they think um, would help it grow and um, basically things that for you to think about. And it's a, it's a really brilliant thing because I would not have been able to access it um, otherwise. And um, that was kind of the beginning of my journey with both the National Centre of Writing and with um, TLC. Yeah, and in terms of receiving that kind of professional critique of what you've done so far, is that something that you had any experience of previously? Absolutely not. No, no experience. Um, I've not been to university. Um, it was a completely, completely new experience for me to actually have um, a writer look at something I'd written and critique it. So it was, it was really interesting, and I was, you know, really pleased to have been chosen. Yeah, and in terms of that feedback you got, how did that then play into what you continue to do with the book? I think it got me to focus more on. The, the 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 main character the report felt that my um the other characters were there to kind of um just support the main character and that they didn't really you know they, they needed fleshing out so that was really the main the, the main feedback that I had was to kind of like pull some focus around the supporting characters so they weren't just there for a vehicle for the main character to sort of move through his story so it was shortly after that that you then Got onto Escalator? Yep, I got the um, email that I'd been selected for Escalator, which I was over the moon with. Um, that was a huge thing for me because I wasn't really sure what to do next. Um, I'd reached a point with the book where it kind of, it felt like it had stood still that I'd gone as far as I could go without having some kind of support or discussion about which direction to take to take it in. And um, I was with Anjali Joseph, who has been amazing. It was an amazing experience meeting and working with her. She just gave me so much confidence in what I was doing. Fantastic. Anjali teaches on some of our other online courses as well and always gets extremely good feedback from students. She is. Um, she's really amazing. She just, right from the very beginning, from the first time we met, she was excited about the whale tattoo because I'd never had any kind of mentoring before, I, I had no idea what to expect. It was just interesting to kind of have this space made for me where I could just write quite safely and authentically and explore what I wanted to do with my novel. 
and then have Anjali kind of give me the feedback on on how that process was going. But rather than steering me, she kind of helped me find my own way through through the book, which which was just fantastic. And in terms of writing, so World Tattoo is the first your first book, but how much writing had you done prior to starting on this project? Just a couple of short stories, a few short stories, not much at all. I started writing while my parents were poorly in hospital and on my mobile phone. I got a couple of short stories published at the same time as the free read, which sort of gave me the confidence to go to keep going forward. And then the escalator, I didn't I didn't even get a computer to write on until um, after I signed with my agent. Until then, I'd been writing on my. I wrote the well tattoo on my phone and on a and on a pad. Right, wow, the entire thing on a on a mobile phone. Yeah, on the bus and um, you know, to and from work and stuff whenever I had any free time. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is so wonderful about writing as a you know either a profession or a hobby or whatever. However, people are approaching it, which is that the requirements for entry are, are so simple. You know, you don't need very much to actually do some writing. Absolutely, I think that's that's one of the main things that I think um, that I've that I've discovered that you really can just sit down and write something, and to be encouraged to do that has been um, an amazing thing. And I, I would rec- I would recommend writing to everybody. I mean, it's been it's been really good for me with with everything you know that happens to people in in their life. It's it's been a useful process to to work through things, and also it's. It's really inspiring to have something that that you can do that is separate from my day job, which is very mundane and very ordinary, and to kind of be able to 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 create these stories and these characters and see some kind of success with them has been really surprising and really encouraging. And I've been I have been really lucky. I keep saying to to everybody along the way that there's there's been a whole sequence of of events and they've all been free like escalator and the free read and i suppose even getting an agent in in a sense to start off with is free and everybody's been hugely encouraging and really generous with their time and i'm still in contact with um Anjali and TLC so everybody's been amazing yeah no it's great that that level of support is available and that you know it isn't something that is kind of inaccessible or only available to a, a certain type of person. Yeah, I think it's really important because I I wouldn't have really considered that I I would have been able to have done this without things like the National Centre because they offer these opportunities for people who perhaps haven't been to university or who haven't, you know, done writing courses and who have, you know, what I'd call more um, ordinary or working class jobs and lives. And it gives them access to the arts and to um, to writing and to a quite different world. It's, you know, one part of my day is dealing with farm stuff. And the other part of my day is kind of now writing prose and thinking about, you know, when I need to get my edits to my publisher and stuff, it's the two are quite far apart. And it's it's interesting and it's quite an exciting time for me. Yes, I bet it is a different world, and making that leap in your head to being comfortable with describing yourself, you know, as a writer, is something I think a lot of people struggle with at the very start of their kind of writing careers. I still don't, in in some ways, I, I suppose, I think of myself as writing rather than kind of, I guess, being a writer. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's quite a 
quite a strange thing to think about, really. I just like telling stories and I... I enjoy it. It's um, uh, it just it just feels like a, a good way to express myself. Yeah, in terms of practical kind of applications of the escalator process, you mentioned in the case study on our website that it helped you with your writing discipline and focusing in on things like deadlines. And I was wondering if you could talk a bit about how it kind of affected your your actual kind of day to day process of writing. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I like deadlines because I think in work, people are often used to them. So I think they're, they're a good thing to have. They're a good thing for me to kind of set for myself. And Anjali would have a deadline where, you know, she'd require something to be in. I mean, it was always movable if it needed to be, but it, it pleased me to kind of meet my deadline. And um, I think a lot of it is is self-discipline because I haven't had any kind of like experience before with like say at university a writing course or something I don't really have too many problems with things like writer's block I just think for me it's about discipline I think that if I just sit down and I work long enough then um, I will hopefully write something that I'm happy with some days I can write quite a lot other days I can write a couple of paragraphs but I'm equally as pleased at the end if if I feel the paragraph is is good or I've written something that I love, sometimes, you know, I can work for an afternoon and I'll just get a couple of sentences. But if I like them and they kind of, they work, it gives me a buzz to carry on. Yeah, so in a writing session, the word count, for example, is is not really a factor for you. No, I never, I never think about the word count. Um, it, no, <laughs> def- definitely not. Because I just think... If, if I if I had to sit down, and I know I, I hear other people, you know, they sit down and they say, right, I'm going to get my thousand words done today. I'd feel really tired right from the beginning mm-hmm. if I had to kind of meet this word count. I, I Really, it's just about sitting down and kind of playing with language and words. And I guess the way I write is quite simple. I like the kind of um, sort of simple style and element to my writing. And I like to kind of like play with sentence construction quite a lot. The, the bit I find the most interesting is after I've written something is definitely I find the editing the most interesting. Mm-hmm. How you can kind of you can make a very ordinary line kind of sing by just playing, you know, playing with the order of words and things. That really interests me. Yeah. I was curious also about your kind of attitude towards you know, writer's block. And I think that can mean different things to different people, but you know, your stance is very much that it's not really something you worry about and you don't kind of fret about it as kind of I think a lot of people listening will be wondering what your secret is slightly and um, <laughs> I don't think I've got a secret I think I think some how I imagine people think about writer's block is that they get to a point where they they can't move but what I what I do is I just go on to something else it will be within the same project though I don't I don't like to have too many different projects on the go at once because I feel that's a recipe to not finish something. So I'm quite strict that I'm I'm only working on, you know, two or three things at once. And I think for the writer's block, I just think that maybe move, move to a different place within the piece or try and think about it differently. You know, try and try and think about the scene from a different angle. Anjali had this um, idea where you kind of take everything away, like, she had this analogy where you took all of the, the furniture and um, all of the cupboards and everything out of a room. So you had this completely blank slate to start with, and then you would slowly put things back in. So I guess sometimes if I'm really stuck, I kind of just 
dump everything and start that again. So now that the World Tattoo's picked up, but you obviously have what, a year until it comes out, what what is happening in the in-between stages? Is is the book completely done and it's it's more of a kind of uh, logistical marketing type aspect to wait until February? Or do you have still some work to do on it? Yep, there is still some editing to do. I've got a schedule from um, Muswell. I think my editing has to be complete by the end of February. And then there's other things to think about. Um, there's copy editing and the, the various things that I really don't know very much about, to be honest. The jacket design, they're all kind of things they'd like me involved with, which is brilliant and exciting. That, I think, with Muswell, that's that's kind of going to be the, the routine of things until it comes out next year. In terms of what you're thinking about for the future, now that your debut is on the way and you've, you know, that, that first step is is so so difficult and you've you've got there what are your future plans for your writing book two i guess (laughs) yeah book book two i've i've got kind of two two different ideas that i'm working on that i'm i'm doing the planning and some test writing and stuff for before i properly get going the one that i'm probably going to focus on next is a book about a mute lad and a showman looking for a missing lion it's called roaring with lions so that's probably going to be what I'm going to go with next. Lastly, at the moment, we're trying to fundraise for Escalator because uh, we, we've got enough funding for six places. We'd like to get it up to 10. I mean, we, you know, we'd like to get up to hundreds in an ideal world, but funding is always a challenge. But in terms of how you describe Escalator's impact on, on what you've done, um, I was kind of wondering, you know, how do you imagine this whole process might have gone without it and did it contribute to kind of where you've ended up today it definitely contributed to where i've ended up today i think that i think it's impossible to know um whether i would have got got anywhere um i think it's it's a really hard thing to know to know because you just the industry is i guess if if you don't know anything about it it can be quite intimidating I think there's there's a lot of kind of mystery about how to get a book published. And I think what Escalator did is it brought me to a, a place with a group of other people who were all writing a book, completely unique experience for me. And it offered me this chance to be mentored by a hugely successful author. And that that was a, a brilliant thing. And it, it had a massive impact on what I was writing because it gave me a confidence in my writing that I definitely wouldn't have had without Escalator. It gives you um, uh, the kind of drive and the desire, I guess, to um, uh, to keep pushing and, and try and get published. It's, it's been hugely important, Escalator, especially coming from a working class background. I, I, I couldn't afford to pay for anything like Escalator. I mean, um, uh, I've seen the, the funding um, breakdown and it's a lot of money to, to give people the opportunity to to be on Escalator and to be mentored. And I just think that um, we're all incredibly lucky. I'm still in contact with all the other mentees. They're all still doing their own projects. Um, they're all having different different kind of successes. It's an incredible thing to have this opportunity to be with a group of writers, which otherwise that would never have happened for me. I, I, can't, I can see no other route to, to being mentored or to um, have meeting nine other writers. Well, John, congratulations again 
on the world tattoo thank you um, really looking forward to february next year and maybe we can get you back on the show to talk about the book once we're kind of closer to publication brilliant that would be excellent thank you wonderful thank you very much Thank you for listening and many thanks to John for talking to us. And Flo, thanks for coming on to talk about the book club. Hopefully we'll get lots of people diving in to take part. Yeah, I hope so. And it's always a pleasure. Yeah, and you can find full details on the book club and Escalator over on the website as well as down in the show notes. If you have any questions about any of those things or just want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Centre. Check out our Facebook page or sign up to our newsletter at nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk, which Steph sends out every week. Yes, I do. Please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast because it helps other people to find us. Thanks again. Keep writing and we'll catch you on the next episode. Mm